Elgin Monastery in trouble of running out of good water. You done fucked up. Who this time? Y'all did. Y'all done fucked up. Is hard seltzer beer? Fuck it, it's all beer now. Welcome to It's All Beer. Now, if you'll hold on for just a moment while we do our bi-yearly certification, let's see. Two or more sad white dudes, check. Uh, half-ass recording devices, check. Bitching about archaic nonsense that less than 100 people the whole fucking world care about, check. Yep, we are a podcast. Okay, we, we can do this. I'm Sounds Jeremy. like Major League Baseball. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Jones. <laughs> I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Uh, welcome back. How was, the, how was your last trip? It was excellent. Went down to Northern California. Had a great time at a buddy's wedding, uh, drank a lot of good beer, and then got stuck in the Oakland airport on a four-hour fucking delay. Uh, so, didn't so, get back to Boise till 3 a.m. You ever try to find a fucking cab at the Boise airport at 3 a.m. on a Monday morning? I've never tried to find a cab at the Boise airport full stop. Yeah, it's not easy. That's why you, that's that's why Uber exists now. Because There were zero Uber drivers, zero <laughs> Lyft drivers, and two cab drivers... Waiting when we got out of the baggage claim. So we one gets scooped up by another group. We go up to the other and go, sorry, I'm off, and drives off. Fucking hell. I was like, then why the fuck are you parked here, you dirty fucking twat waffle? <laughs> Called three fucking cab companies. They're all like, yeah, we only have like one driver, and it'll be a while before they're available. Finally, one's like, we only have two. I'm like, well, how long till I can get one? About 30 minutes. Well, fucking sign me up. Just nut up and pay long-term parking, dude. Just <laughs> if I originally we were supposed to get back at like ten, right? Sunday night. I was like, no problem finding an Uber, whatever. But the four-hour delay, fuck you, Southwest. Uh, <laughs> really, just kind of screwed that plan. And by that point, we were too deep. Fair enough. Uh, so, but you did bring us back uh, 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 some presents. So, uh, what did you bring? So this one uh, is Dankness from Above by Burning Barrel Brewing. It's a Double West Coast IPA at 8.6%. Uh, I mainly, to be completely honest, bought it because the on the label is a Martian hop that looks just like the Martians from I mean, Mars Attacks. That's a pretty that's a pretty heavy duty copyright infringement right there. As a kid, I had a little like video game that was Mars Attacks where you had to shoot the aliens. Fucking loved it. Wish I could find it. I think my parents got rid of it, and I'm heartbroken. What, uh, on what console or what? It was like a little handheld game. And so it had a little gun. It folded flat. And then you could fold it back, take the gun out, turn it on, and you'd pull the trigger and it'd shoot. Sweet. And it was fucking awesome. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, this is a D-list movie with A-list celebrities. This is great. <laughs> so if you've never seen Mars Attacks, go watch it. Great movie. Uh, I was going to say, uh, um, um, uh, some pretty heavy-duty copyright infringement. We actually got into a discussion on whether or not Mars Attacks might be in the uh, uh, public domain. Public now. domain by now, um, because it, as, as Tyler said, it's a D-list movie with A-list celebrities. But so they may not have ever renewed the trademark. But but you know who directed it? Who? Tim Burton. Oh, you know that motherfucker renewed it. And you know who it's distributed by? Time Warner. Yep, Warner Brothers. What? Why the fuck ain't this on HBO Max? I would. That would be worth the fifteen bucks a month right there, my man. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is the the company that sued a 13 year old girl for playing a, uh, for playing a um, 
a Christmas song on the piano on YouTube is going to, uh, if they find out about this, they're coming down on these guys. So, hope no one from Warner Brothers is uh, listening, and if so, fuck you guys. Put Mars Attacks on HBO Max, you dirty fucks. Oh, yeah. The the aroma is as advertised, like light citrus, uh, uh, grapefruit, and, you know, dank. Yeah. Not a ton of booziness on the taste. Not moderate. It's it's there. What's the eight point six? I get like a I get the like a nice uh, fruity resinous mm-hmm. that uh, almost like apricot and um, or peach that. It reminds me of the typical like West Coast double IPAs that you haven't seen in fucking years. Actually, it's got yeah, it's got a little bit of an amber, well, like deep gold color to it. Mm-hmm. So they probably use some caramel malt, moderate bitterness. Yeah, it's. This is, man, reminiscent about a great movie, reminiscent about the time when beer styles were great, and just Caref- take me down memory lane right now. Careful, if you if you decide to make beer styles great again, I'm tossing you off this podcast. I was talking to someone the other day, and I was jokingly was like, we are the Fox News podcast. We just let everyone else do the hard lifting and reporting, and then we just give our opinions on it. <laughs> Except for we're slightly, not quite as big an asshole. <laughs> Collectively. We're trying. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what do, we got, what, what do you got for us today? Well, strap on your fucking robes, Jeremy. The monks are in trouble, potentially. <laughs> um, I, think, uh, I, I think I mentioned that uh, um, only when beer is involved am I going to side with the religious folk. Well, um, so for a decade, the monk. So this is an article by the Guardian, uh, and there's a battle happening right now between some Trappist monks and the biggest like Belgian mineral mine. Uh, so the monks of Notre Dame de Saint Remy in Rochford, South Belgium, uh, which is one of the 14 abbeys left in the world producing Trappist beer, mm-hmm. um, are fighting with. The quarry owner over the purity of the local spring water. Uh, so they get back into the history of the monks, um, which have been around for a long fucking time. Where was that data? 1400s, I think. Well, for this specific, uh, the earliest mention of a brewery at this monastery was 1595, uh, but the current site dates. To 1899. It's, so it's been there a minute. Yeah. Uh, the water for the beer that is made there is drawn from a well inside the monastery walls. Um, with this, because of that water, as any brewer will tell you, that's one of the biggest components to a good beer, is good water. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and it's also uh, such a, uh, you know, an understated, but... Um, you know, important part of the flavor component. You make a, you you especially when you are are, are dealing with a uh, with a like an iconic style. Mm-hmm. You start messing with the mineral content; it's just not going to taste right. I mean, yep. and this Abbey Brewery has a pretty renowned quality, um, and which has led to a huge amount of income. Uh, according to the article, they have an annual turnover of around fourteen million pounds. Um, and last year they actually announced plans for its first new beer in 65 years. Um, uh, 
They're getting him. They're getting on the pastry stouts, aren't they? <laughs> Glitter beers. <laughs> Father, Father Ryan, I have, I have brought us some glitter. We shall make glitter beers. <laughs> They're all the rage, United States. Uh, <laughs> I would fucking, I'd be done. Uh, so apparently, and, and this is why we took a vow of silence right here. <laughs> this, this stupid ass fucking idea. <laughs> uh, I didn't know monks swore so much. They swear like pirates. <laughs> that's why they take the fucking vow of silence. Uh, when they speak, man, they let it fly. So the mineral company is trying to deepen its chalk quarry and redirect the Trudane oh, spring chalk. uh which is risking altering the unique taste of the monastery's beers um but the monks found something that's gonna help uh they found a deed dating back to 1833 it appears uh that it's going to help the monks tremendously. Uh, a court of appeal in Liege has confirmed that while the quarry owner also owns the spring, it does not have the right to remove or divert all or part of the water which supplies the abbey. Uh, a spokesperson for Loist, who owns the quarry, uh, is going to study the ruling before deciding whether to make a final appeal to the court of Casation, which only hears cases on procedural grounds, uh, but they do have a plan B in case they ha- can't divert it where they were thinking. They'll excavate in a different direction in order to prolong the life of the quarry to 2040, because at its current pace, the quarry will stop being able to be mined uh, by tw- next year, 2022. Um, this is a good lesson in why you don't fuck with people who have nothing to do but read, like... Stacks of old documents. documents yeah, <laughs> like, you you want to mess with us? Listen, we I will send three of these guys down to the to to the city hall and have them do their thing. They will they will be there happily for months, uh, <laughs> sorting through papers that you can't really touch without falling apart. Yes, so looks like they've got a stay of execution right now. We'll keep you posted. Hopefully, um, they're the. Quarry owner's plan B doesn't fuck with the mineral water because it'd be a travesty to have a great beer ruined. And also, a little sad note in the article, they actually talk uh, that only beers made by an abbey under supervision of monks who live in near silence under the rule of St. Benedict are allowed to be described as Trappist. Uh, They're facing a huge demographic threat. Uh, Belgian brewery... Achel lost its authentic Trappist production label this year after the last remaining pair of brew or beer brewing monks at St. Benedict's Abbey retired without being replaced. The very so much more a, people become monks. I, I mean, you can still make you, you don't get the official label, but you can still make pretty good, you know, Belgian beers without uh, 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 having to live in a monastery and not talking to anybody. You can you can fucking make good Belgian beer. But I want it to be authentic, Jeremy. And I don't care what they have to do. Just give me the liquid. I want to shove it down my gullet. And I want I want beer from brewers that fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> that's I can get that anywhere. I don't have to go to Belgium for that shit. True, but I feel like it just improves the quality. Otherwise, you're just getting beer made by frustrated god people. Yeah, so they have to take their frustration out on. Brewing a perfect beer. 
You're, you're about to say they had to take their frustration out on the beer, which suddenly made you worry about the quality. No, no. <laughs> uh, well, Jeremy, let's let's get dark. All right, y'all done fucked up news now. Um, it's been kind of a running joke that we just wanted uh, uh, all the breweries uh, to behave themselves uh, for a few weeks um, while Tyler was in and out because it seemed like for a while there, and they did. Uh, it, what seemed like for a while there, every time we sat down to do a podcast, uh, uh, somebody had uh, fucked up. Had fucked up pretty uh, grandly, and so. But then there was a couple of weeks that nothing had nothing had happened, and nobody should have knew the other shoe was going to drop, man. And it turned out that uh, uh, the reality was uh, uh, people were fucking up. They were just the 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 realization to the scale of how big fucking the fucking was going uh, just finally came to light. Um, uh, over the past year, we've been watching uh, the craft beer industry struggling to come to terms with uh, uh, a culture that's, at best, indifferent to women, people of color, uh, LGBTQ+, basically everyone whose uh, wardrobe can't be described as Lumberjack Nouveau. <laughs> and worse, they're openly hostile, these groups. Um Last week, uh, we saw what can only be described as a reckoning, as a shitstorm uh, comprised of social media outrage, complex legal questions, libel versus the right of uh, people to speak out, and all of that riding on the sins of an industry both well-known and just coming to light um, that we still now have to deal with. Um, this was... Uh, uh, it was all over, but uh, I, I, I selected an article by uh, uh, Kate Bernat in Good Beer Hunting's uh, sightline entitled Judgment Day, uh, outpouring, of, outpouring of Beer Industry Sexual Abuse Allegations on Instagram Sparks Questions of Guilt, Innocence, and Legal Vulnerability. There's also a good article in Vine Pair about it and mm -hmm. just all over. And there's a whole thread on like Beer Advocate right now, and yeah, it's it's ugly out there. Um. It started off pretty innocently. Um, Brienne Allen, the production manager at Notch Brewing, was on site helping build the new uh, brew house in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, during that time, two different men uh, questioned her credentials and ability to work and set up said brew house, and be mostly because of a lack of a penis. Um, what was said was not, you know, exactly what was said wasn't uh, exactly clear, but understandably a little irritated at having her professional expertise questioned. Um, she uh, went on Instagram. I've done more stupid shit because of a penis than smart <laughs> shit, so I don't know why they're questioning her. Dumbass male bullshit, which, so I'm a little, you know, understandably annoyed, went on Instagram and posted a question on her Instagram stories, um, essentially saying, uh, quote, what sexist comments have you experienced? Telling her story and then asking that question. And oh boy. We have talked pretty much since the inception of this podcast about the rampant discrimination, if not outright sexual abuse, um, that has been happening in the industry. So if this, if the fact that there was a response surprised you, um, Congratulations! Um, I'm, You've been living under a rock. I was, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, normally uh, 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 people one day old can't uh, uh, understand words yet. So, congratulations on being able to listen to a podcast. But, or you picked this as your first episode of the podcast, <laughs> and you're just getting into craft beer of or of any podcast of any kind. Um, but um, uh, 
but nobody, and not uh, especially not uh, Alan, expected the deep impact size tidal wave that was coming. Um, it started off with kind of typical boys club bullshit. Uh, women being demeaned because they probably can't pick up the keg, or girls don't know anything about beer, or we don't hire women because my wife might get jealous. Um, you know. Stupid ass shit. Stupid ass shit. Uh, we only hire the pretty ones, so push up your boobs. Customers like that sort of thing. That, you know, highbrow high uh, 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 stuff like that. But as more and more came spewing out, what began, began to happen was like all the dirty secrets of, the, of, uh, of craft beer just coming in, coming in as one. Um, to quote the article, um, uh, we'll quote uh, uh, Alan from the article. Uh, all of a sudden I had uh, 100 messages and no matter how many I answered except saying there were over 100 and I haven't been able to get under it since. Um, a couple of highlights kind of chosen at random because uh, I, I, as much as I tried to get through a, a bunch of it last night, there just there's not me. enough time. There's over 800. She got over 800 messages so far that she's posted, uh, possibly more coming in. But um, uh, I picked a I, I picked a couple. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, an administrative ex- uh, assistant claimed uh, um, uh, claimed uh, Ryan Graham. Um, from Track Seven Brewing, uh, asked for a ride home from work because he had because he had been drinking uh, during the drive with another coworker in the front seat. Graham began looking through a pile of administrative going looking through a pile of the administrative assistant's clothing and asked, "Where are your panties? Are they in here? I want to see them." Um, multiple employees claimed Graham during a taxicab ride in October 2016 made a series of sexual comments, including that he likes purple nipples. He then asked the same administration assistant and her mother who was in the taxi whether they had purple nipples and if their nipples needed to be released i don't even know what the fuck that means but jesus h christ um what do you even say what what goes through your mind and makes you think this is a great thing to say to co-workers um to anyone really but um, here's another one. I worked for Evans Brewing Public House um, when it was still open. The GM, GM came from Tilted Kilt and only hired pretty women. He would tell some of the girls how to do their makeup and how much of it to use. I came to work without my without my glasses on and was told, you should wear glasses more often. You look better in them. I later found out after quitting that my GM took photos off my Instagram and was sending them to the kitchen staff, making bets on who would sleep with me first. Oh, my God. Um... Same one. Another brewery I worked for found out I had severe health issues, and one of the brewers I met, sorry, one of the brewers met a guy I was dating. He came to the tasting room while I was working, and the brewer was talking to my date and said, "You know she has blank and can't have sex, right? Why would you waste your time?" And no, it's not an STD. It was cancer. What the fuck? Um, and uh, um, and this one um. Uh, Sean Hill of uh, Hill Farmstead Brewing told his brewer that he set up a couch uh, at his Airbnb to fuck me after uh, Pills in Love, which is a beer festival, two years ago. Um, that's actually the one um, that released, that basically released the Kraken, because that was, uh, because when, um, while uh, uh, 
uh, Alan was uh, very much trying to. She was taking the uh, like taking the message and posting them anonymously. You know, people could uh, submit uh, anonymously. And while she was protecting the identities of people who submitted, she decided very much not to protect the names of the breweries and the uh, uh, individuals who started being named. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there uh, uh, is when the shit really hit the fan. Um, and with it backlashes, some of the uh, people named in these uh, uh, incidents uh, um, started complaining. Um, uh, uh, Alan actually said some of the wives accused, uh, you know, have called her screaming at her that they ruined their family. What? No, your fucking husband did. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the, and of course, uh, a lot of the accused are, uh, are searching for legal re- recourse uh, uh, um, to sue her for uh, defamation or libel. Which I saw there's a GoFundMe uh, for to cover her legal fees if it does go to court. She said she's not expecting to end up there, but if it does, uh, if it doesn't end up there, she will donate the money from the GoFundMe to um, I can't remember. There's a Pink Boot Society. I think she so. was. She was a. She Some, was something to help. She was the president of the Boston chapter of that for a while. Um, um, but I think it, I think she was the Pink Boot Society, which is a which is a uh, a an organization um, uh, that uh, um, uh, endorses and um, uh, uh, helps uh, uh, women in the industry. Um, no, the the Good Beer Hunting actually goes into pretty deep detail on whether or not a lawsuit would actually be successful. Um, I'm not. I found that less interesting part of it, but very quickly um, the. Here are the issues involved that make it complicated. First, um, she's not, largely not the author of any of these stories. Um, she's just reposting them. Um, so in a way, she's not the one doing the, uh, the accusations or the mm-hmm. slander. Um, they would have to take that up with the victim, and good luck. Um, second, some of the men named, like Jacob McKean, the CEO and founder of Modern Times, are, well, they can be considered public figures. And it's harder to win defamation suits on public figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and by, as, by the way, as of two days ago, he had to step down. Um, I was going to say, he stepped down, but he got fucking fired. Um, third, given the Me Too movement, one could argue this is a matter of public interest, which again, makes any attempts to shut down the discussion very problematic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on several legal grounds, she's, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to, to bring gonna- anything... You're going to be spending money on lawyers like Stone is. But, but as you mentioned, she had, you know, should something happen, she does have a GoFundMe. And it should be noted that uh, uh, anybody who reaches out and asks that a certain story get taken down because it mentions their brewery or name specifically. Um, that post gets posted? No, actually, she's been taking them down. Um, and the re, you know, uh, again, to quote her from the article, um, I have tons of breweries reaching out to me and calling me. I have friends calling me, telling me their side of the story as if I'm the person accusing them. I basically told everyone online two days ago, if there's a story about you on here and you don't want it up, just tell me and I'll take it down. Um, but she's doing that partly because once it's up there, it's in ink, it's, it's up there. Someone screenshotted it. It's never leaving the internet. Exactly. So... Um, you know, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, uh, get it off her. Yeah. It, it's more of a, Hey, listen, I, you know, I, 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 I complied. I did this, you know, yeah. I can't control what, what happened after that. Um, and, if, 
but the I mean this does bring us to like a little bit of a moral consideration. Um, I, uh, Alan mentioned the article that um, she hasn't done anything to verify or corroborate any of the stories. Um, and you know why the fuck would you? How the fuck could you? You can't. Um, taking on a project like that would be a fucking nightmare. And let's not forget that this was just started on kind of a whim from somebody who was frustrated that at the end of kind of a shitty day. Uh, she didn't really sign up for that. And you actually get a little bit of a, a sense um, from the article and some quotes in the article from her. Um, and actually a statement she gave in, gave to Vinepair. Um, what you see is a picture of somebody who's very much uh, overwhelmed right now. Um, and, in, and in fact, who uh, uh, was contemplating, I don't know if uh, she ended up doing it or not, but uh, having to take a little bit of leave from her actual job to deal with this. Fuck. Um, so they, but they are unverified, and they are mostly anonymous. Not that discredits strictly any of anything that's being uh, uh, being talked about, but it is something to keep in mind. Um, and in and what is what is what's more important is that this kind of release was probably going to happen at some point. Um, it was just a matter of time and place, given given the outpouring, given the outcry. There was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of anger sim- simmering uh, underneath the surface, and so it was just kind of waiting for the right spot to happen. Yeah, they it needed the catalyst, and so um, and so it, it it's it's you know what is happening. It's it's useful to keep in mind, but there again, there's obviously something to this because again, CEO of Modern Times stepped down because of this. Um, uh, also getting the acts at Modern Times, uh, Derek Fries, their league coordinator, and as it's stated on his LinkedIn page, party lord. Ooh. Listen, I don't know what he did. I didn't I didn't actually read that story, but the fact that he gave himself the title party lord... I can only imagine. ...means he's a colossal douche and should be banned from the industry on that fact alone. Um, uh, Jean, uh, Jean Brolette IV had to step down from tired hands... After numerous allegations, including shaming a pregnant employee about the environmental impact of having a kid. What the <laughs> fuck? What is with this industry and, repro- and human reproduction? They don't like it because <laughs> they pay their employees shit and they need them to work too many hours each day. And they know if they pr- knock out a little crotch goblin, that that's going to take away from their ability to be at the brewery 24-7. Pretty much, uh, and especially and especially women, since childcare falls typically disproportionately on them. So yeah, and childcare to pay for a daycare, at least in fucking the Treasure Valley, is stupid. I think pretty much anywhere. I mean, if you're working at a brewery, you're not affording a daycare. So yeah, it's probably it's given your your pay and benefits are, are horseshit. It's probably better just to shame anybody who looks like they may drop instead of you know just fucking pay them a livable uh. wage, but. Soren Wagner, out of Dry and Bitter from Denmark, uh, had to step down, at least temporarily. Um, this is not the kind of shit that happens if... if You're innocent. If, 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 uh, you know, if uh, there's nothing to any of this. If this was, if there was, uh, 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 you know, no smoke without fire thing. If this was slander, this wouldn't be happening. Right. I mean, there's, this is, this is a bomb dropped on the industry. So, I mean, it's, there's something to this. Um, 
And also, you know, the the you have to also consider that this didn't come from a place of spite or even really a, 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 an intent to radically change the industry. Um, according to all available sources, it was again started by a, started as a frustrated post by a woman who'd had enough douchey bullshit for the day and wanted to vent, and who wanted you know to hear from uh, other women like her who've had to deal with this bullshit as well. And it turned out there was a lot to vent. Um, but it was never really her intent. In fact, again, to quote her from the article, um, 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 all the meshes, all the meshes of people thanking me and how I'm like changing their lives for better. It seems like it was going to be so progressive and I do believe it is, but I think there are going to be a lot of repercussions for people who didn't deserve it too, which of course brings us to, you know, the flip side of this. Um, and that is, is is people concerned about either guy, either guys getting, being completely uh, um, um, uh, misrepresented or or uh, or in trouble for something they did half drunk uh, that one time um, and actually that's the uh, that's the main blowback on on the on beer forums beer advocate beer Twitter um, is the is like basically concerned for well what about you know what happens if someone is innocently accused um, there's no uh, or again as if it's uh, or or some some you know a, a, a... we're looking at outliers on that <laughs> one though exactly I mean the well uh, again, we're playing the edge of the bell curve it, well it's also unclear how many how many of uh, how many if any uh, of these stories would uh, you know be completely false. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see any upside to somebody just making up a story. And, you know, like I said, they're mostly anonymous. They're not really, they are, uh, uh, they're not getting anything for it short of possibly being able to uh, destroy someone's uh, reputation that you don't like. Um, there's really not a whole lot of upside. And frankly, the, I, I, I have a hard time believing a whole lot of, uh, uh, of, uh, motivation to do it just to fuck with somebody yeah um is it possible yes is but for each one of those there's way more hundredfold the other way um and also if you're interested someone made uh, that i found uh, um uh, basically what amounts to a cliff's notes version of the story is listing uh uh the brewery the organization or the person and a brief description of what they're accused of i'll actually uh uh, post the link of this on our our, our Twitter account. Um, my point is, this was organic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, the people arguing, oh, you know, this shouldn't have happened, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. It did happen, and like I said, um, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what we now know, uh, just from the the sheer explosion of 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 these stories, um, again, just come from the darkest parts of this industry was. There's a lot of anger and a lot of frustration just simmering down there. And point, you know, saying that it's right or wrong or, you know, how it came out or how, how someone's, uh, you know, conducting it, it's a bit like bitching at a volcano while it's erupting. Yeah. Um, you know, you can sit there, oh, you don't have that much pressure. Why are you spewing lava? You don't have the right to spew lava everywhere. It's happening. Mm-hmm. This is this is organic, and you have to deal with it. Um, and I, 
you know, come back to, like I said a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, during a rant, um, that the industry is founded on some very noble principles that we're falling way short of. We either, could either try to live up to those principles and survive or continue to do things as we are now and failing. Um, we can either change a culture that is not serving anyone right now, and if you need evidence that's not serving anyone right now, go to that Instagram page. I'll post a I'll post a link of that somewhere so you too can enjoy what is a shitstorm of the worst things happening in the industry that everybody everybody needs to spend some time looking at. Yeah, it's I I, I think the one that really caught me off guard was Cicero. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I, for some reason, didn't even think that a trade group within the industry could have ran into that too. Uh, the BA was actually named as well, but mostly, yeah. uh, mostly for their lack of, uh, of you know, for their, I think what we've accused them of uh, talking a good game, but not actually doing anything to for being complicit. Yeah, and so, um, um, but yes, the 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 sheer volume. Um, we can either change this culture or we become a relic of, of a, a time that people joke about while drinking seltzer in the hard seltzer bars that are going to be Fuck, coming. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is when something like this comes out, you're just disappointed and embarrassed in the industry as a whole. I mean, with all this coming out, I would think if I had a daughter going into the industry how would i feel or if i had a daughter and she's like did you just see all this stuff how would i feel trying to defend the industry i work in this point in time it'd be a hard it's it's, it's yeah. a hard thing to do you go uh this is not a great place for women right now uh we're working on it some of us yep um but uh um that's I mean that's the point. I mean, you know, there's not a, a no, no not a whole lot of point in rehashing what we've talked about quite a lot other than this is what happens when you let it continue continue on. Are we going to When you shove it under the rug and yeah. think no one's going to sweep. Um are we going to continue on this path or are we actually going to make a a a a, a attempt to really change the culture? Yeah. Because again, it's not serving anybody. Well, that was fun. What do we got? We need more beer now. We do. Uh, this is a beer from Russian River. It's one of their sours. It's beautification. It's a 100% spontaneously fermented uh, Belgian blonde, if I remember correctly, uh, that's been fermented in wine barrels. And then bottle conditioned... Uh, all the beer is aged. It's a blend of a bunch of beers that have been barrel aged anywhere from nine to thirty-six months. So you're gonna get some nice tartness coming out of it, as well as some real bright flavors coming through. Uh, I think this is actually the only one of their like sour barrel aged program that I haven't had. I say you you uh, uh, mentioned a couple that you could you could bring, and this was the one I hadn't that I did not uh, think I had had. The other one was was it supplication that you uh, damnation damnation. So I've had supplication and temptation before. Uh, 
Got a, like a funky tropical fruit aroma. So here's on the label. Beautification is 100% spontaneously fermented beer using only wild yeast and bacteria. Something we have been doing since 2006. We start by feeling our, filling our cool ship or horny tank and let the wort sit overnight. The inoculated wort is then transferred to used oak barrels and allowed to slowly, naturally ferment. Multiple vintages are combined to create the perfect blend. The beer has notes of citrus, earthiness, with a tart finish. Beautification is re-fermented in the bottle to create its carbonation, pour slowly, and allow the natural yeast sediment to remain in the bottle. The first thing that uh, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that among the descriptors of you know the beer descriptors, especially when you're describing wild fermented beer, is horse blanket, right? Mm-hmm. And if if there's somebody there who's not uh, 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 who's like new to beer tasting or has not uh, spent a lot of time, they hear like horse blanket and they kind of look at you funny. Um, it's always fun to do. Um, this the first flavor I get is like pure like that that funky like well hor- I mean it tastes exactly like that. Um, it would almost be like here, taste this. This is exactly this is what I mean when mm-hmm. I say it's horse, horse blanket. blanket. Yeah, that like really earthy, funky. Mm-hmm. But in a good way. A little bit of citrus, a little bit of tropical fruit. Nice and dry. Yeah. You almost get a little like white wineish flavor towards it. A little bit on, on the finish, yeah. Yeah. Almost like a, a little bit of a Pinot finish to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that is lovely. And 6% by volume. Not bad for a sour. No. All right. Well, well, Jeremy, shall you tell us about how our hard seltzer overlords are going to own everything? Well, first we have to start off with the fighting. What the fuck it is? Uh, uh, what the actual fuck is hard seltzer news now? Uh, Tyler, let me ask you a question: Is hard seltzer beer? Yes and no. Okay, defend your defend your position. Yes, because it takes a brewer's license to make. It is. In its basic essence, uh, fermenting sugar to reach your desired alcohol content, adding adjuncts to hit the flavor profile you're looking at getting, cooling it down to clear up and firm and carbonating, then packaging and distributing to a customer. Same thing a fucking brewery would do. And no, because to be beer, you need water, barley, hops, yeast. Well, only in Germany with their Heizkabat. But, primarily, you're needing some combination of those where hard seltzer is using cane sugar. That's a That was a remarkably, like, measured, nuanced response. I was expecting something like a, a couple of weeks ago when I asked about the uh, uh, the tap, the, the automated tap room, and you were screaming, No! 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 <laughs> Your depth, your your depths of character sometimes surprises me, Tyler. I knew you were trying to bait me. So, <laughs> actually, but actually, there it, it, it is an interesting question right now due to a lawsuit uh, between Constellation and AB InBev. Oh boy, because aren't isn't AB suing them because of the Corona Refresca and AB distributes most of like Corona in the United States or uh, some shit like that. You're, you're 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 close, but uh, um, 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 
this comes from an article in Food and Wine by uh, Mike uh, Pomeranz. And it's entitled, Is Hard Seltzer Beer? A Legal Battle of the Definition is Being Fought by Two Brewing Giants. So, um, let me take you back to the summer of 2017. Uh, at the time, we thought the previous year was the worst fucking year we'd ever have to live through. Uh, because some celebrities popped their clogs and an asshole was elected president. Um, and you'd be considered a lunatic for wearing a mask to the grocery store or a robber, and White Claw was taking the world by storm. Um, now, not to be outdone, uh, Corona wheeled out its own fizzy, fruity beverage, the Hard Frescas or Corona Seltzer. But, um, yeah, the lawsuit that AB InBev filed recently uh, is going to is trying to stop Corona Hard Seltzer uh, because AB InBev actually owns Corona everywhere else but the United States um, through their ownership of Grupo Modelo. However, due to an antitrust agreement here in the United States, Constellation owns Corona, the Corona beer brand, and the right to brew beer under the name Corona and distribute it. Kind of like how AB around the world owns Molson Coors, but in the United States. Exactly. That's they it's, can't. It's at the exact same antitrust agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost the uh, uh, the the right to uh, um, or lost. They gave up the right to to uh, acquire worldwide. <laughs> yeah, to acquire a um, um, uh, uh, group of Modelo. Uh, well, uh, to distribute group of Modelo in the United States, so they could uh, uh, pick up. Which is why AB and Bev also tried really hard to buy group of Modelo, bef- or. Anheuser-Busch tried really hard to buy Grupo Modelo when InBev was looking at purchasing them because they knew if they could get group, the Grupo Modelo deal done, it'd make them too big to be able to buy in an all-cash offer, and no legislator in the United States would allow that to go through because of the antitrust laws. Um, so, but, as I mentioned... Corona uh, has the has the right to uh, brew and distribute beer in the United States. So you probably see where I'm going with this. Oh. As AB InBev asserts that um, uh, hard seltzer is not beer. Uh, you can own Corona beer in America, but hard seltzer isn't it. Ergo- so they're trying to corner, give themselves better position in the market of the hard seltzer game, while still. <laughs> Not hurting themselves selling that outside of the United States. Correct. Corona's argument is this. They believe they're operating under an expansive license that covers things beyond what is known as basically beer. Um, kind of what you described. It is a beer because they're similar process. The processes are... Basically are, the same. Yeah, are the same. You need the same equipment. You need the same knowledge, the same thing. You're just not using the same ingredients. Um, it's alcoholic also and not really uh, that high, so it's not wine. And so in kind of like the three, you know, in kind of the rigid like three group system in the United States, it's either beer or wine or liquor. Liquor. And it ain't liquor. It ain't wine. In the same sense that cider is thrown in with beer. Or wine, depending on alcohol. Correct. Because um, so I think in Idaho, cider is registered as wine. Most of them because anything under over like 4% or 5% is... But even... Without that, they operate under a winery license, not a brewery license. Um, but um, anyway, um, Constellation also asserts that, as, like as you said, um, AB InBev is just trying to shut down competition, um, uh, saying in a, in, a, in a court document, this court should reject ABI's um, latest effort to squelch a major competitor 
uh, and need only construe the sublicense agreement as written to conclude that Constellation has every right to market and sell Corona hard seltzer to the legions of customers who enjoy it. <laughs> okay, calm down. The three frat boys who picked up a mixed pack of Corona seltzer because they couldn't find fucking White Claw is hardly legion. <laughs> but fair enough. The hard seltzer market is a feisty little thing right now. And I, and I, far in the distance, far, far, far in the distance, you got White Claw. They're leading the pack. Mm-hmm. Not so much leading as they've left the pack behind. Somewhere, they're, they're lapping it. Yeah. But, uh, a ways back, you got Truly. And then after that, it's a fizzy fucking scrum. Uh, no, it's pretty steadily Bud Light Seltzer. But, I, but actually, close number four is... Corona? Yep. It's actually a pretty close number four right there. Um, and so, of course, by taking out... Uh, uh, they're not they're they're close to competitor. They do widen the uh, their their market a little mm-hmm. bit. And then I mean they also then have Bond and Viv, Michelob Hard Seltzer, which they're being sued for, uh Natty Light Hard Seltzer, um and I wanna say they're getting ready to launch another one or two spin off seltzer brands. <laughs> uh the lawsuit's been filed. Um I'm I'll uh, uh, keep an eye on this to see. I'm enjoy. I'm going to enjoy watching, trying to w- watch a, a judge rule on uh, whether or not uh, uh, <laughs> seltzer is beer. A seltzer is beer. I mean, again, because like, well, and the, and the, the, I think in this court case, they're going to rule that it is beer because the industry. If you look at reporting, it's included as a flavored malt beverage, which is lumped into beer. Well, but also AB InBev's um, argument, which is uh, which um, I, uh, is also compelling, is the fact that it's never marketed as beer. Um, now, whether how they mar- how you market something has any uh, how has any uh, legal ramifications on how it's categorized. But you could say uh, if you look at a lot of the hard seltzer labels, it'll say brewed by this company. You look at a cidery. Do they say brew? This cider was brewed by kombucha. Is brewed? Is kombucha beer? I I'm just playing devil's advocate <laughs> here. So um, there's a lot of gray areas, but I think for the simple fact, it's a similar process, similar ABV. There's nowhere to really put it, and. To keep anti-competitive tactics down, they will rule its beer. I, I, I actually kind of agree that uh, to, I mean, ironically, to call a hard seltzer beer in this context is, is uh, um, you, you have to, you have to get down to semantics uh, when, you know, from a legal standpoint, all you're concerned about, all you're really concerned with is sort of kind of process and more anything else abv it's mm-hmm. a low abv product that's sold in the that is produced the same way beer would be yeah where wine's going to be different it's reported in all the major data reporting systems under the beer umbrella so, so uh no i it, 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 i would also be surprised if they if they rule that hard seltzer uh, uh um 
is not beer. But hey, in other uh, hard seltzer news, there is a reason that April Fool's Day should just go the fuck away. Um, as a joke last year, Brewmate posted a picture on Instagram. Oh, I saw this of a twelve pack. Of pickle-flavored hard seltzer. And it was captioned, It's only fitting that we bring you the afternoon delight, the world's first pickle hard seltzer. It was a joke. No, it's not. Until Crook and Marker teamed up with these fucking sadists and made afternoon delight a reality. They are marketing it saying, Coming out strong with our shockingly delicious afternoon delight and crooked... And Crooked Brew series is guaranteed to start conversations and stir things up. If flavor makes you second-guess everything, chances are we'll probably make it and make it well. Stay tuned. And if you're wondering... (laughs) This just reminds me of how Idiocracy was made as a joke and now it just seems like a documentary. Um, If you're wondering where you can get your hands on some fine pickle uh, hard seltzer... Well, first, what the fuck is the matter with you? Uh, Is your life so devoid of meaning and... And that you were so world-weary that any novelty, no matter how minuscule and so awful that... Oh, fuck it. Who am I kidding? I would try it. If you if you put it in front of me right Those, now... I'm going to pull a line from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Those brewers were too busy to foc- focusing on whether they could do it. They didn't stop to think, should they do it? Uh, let me put it this way. If, if you decide you do uh, uh, want a, a pickle heart seltzer, you have to, you have to become a VI pickle... At uh, a crooked at the Crooked Brew website, and since there are only about ten thousand cases being produced, they claim that you'll probably need it to get one. So, god damn! <laughs> so, not coming to a store near you. We're living in a fucking simulation that's gone wrong. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. <laughs> And this has been it's all hard seltzer. Uh, <laughs> this has been it's all awful. <laughs> well. Got a couple brighter side stories. <laughs> take us home somewhere. Take us home somewhere nice. Take me home, country roads. Uh, <laughs> no, that takes you. That, that takes you to deliverance. I don't want to go to there. Uh, how much would be the most you would pay for a single pint of beer in a pub? Pint? I mean, I've paid upwards of. I think I've I've paid upwards of ten to fifteen dollars for a ten ounce pour of something really really good what is the top amount you would pay jeremy prop that's probably let's say 15 dollars for uh for uh for a 10 ounce pour well guess you wouldn't have won this competition i i'm sure i wouldn't have so a um pub over in britain uh is getting ready to open back up and they decided to take a fun spin on their reopening and make it a chance to raise money for an important cause the Pack Horse Pub in England auctioned off the first beer poured inside the bar for over for because they've been shut down Ooh. for the last year. Okay, now that now this is a now we're in entirely different territory. Uh, all the proceeds will be donated to two different organizations: the Dorothy House Hospice Care and Mountain Way, a charity that special specializes in helping military personnel deal with PTSD. So now knowing this, what would be the most you would pay? I mean, still probably. I mean, I'm I I am not uh, 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 the type of person who can drop uh, uh, the kind of money they're looking for for a uh, for for charity. So, um, but if I were said person, um, I don't know if I had five grand sitting about. That sounds you would have won. Really? Uh, so they opened up the bidding for the pint on eBay. Forgot eBay still existed. 
And the auction was set just to end before the pub officially reopened. The winning bid was made by Olivia and Isabel Sunday, uh, who purchased the pint uh, for just over 755 pounds, or roughly 1,065 American dollars. Um, And it set the record for Britain's most expensive pint sold. I mean, it would, wouldn't it? Also, I have a question. Um, did they like clear the lines, or has that beard just been sitting in the lines for? The I'm assuming part? they cleared the lines, cleaned the lines, and then hooked up a fresh keg to then dispense and sell. And in the article, there is a picture of the two holding their thousand dollar pint. <laughs> um, it looks like a it looks like a decent pint of beer. I'm not. Not yeah. a, a thousand bucks worth of, of beer, but... But it was for a good cause, and to say you had the first pint in over a year at said pub... I mean, that's I mean that's what you're, that, that's what you're paying for, and yeah. um, that's why I'm like, if I had, let's just say, a shit ton of disposable income, which I've, nev- I, I've never... Uh, uh, I, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably spend it on stupid shit like that. I, I mean, would... my question is, did they have to tip on top of that? Because at that point, a dollar tip feels like you're really shortchanging that bartender. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you just dropped a thousand bucks on a pint, like, well, here's your dollar. You're like, really? Can at least give me a hundy, motherfucker. I've been out of work for a year. <laughs> Listen, 20%. <laughs> 200 bucks, motherfucker. Um, and some, along the lines of staying kind of that fun, wacky vibe, uh, as we talked about, Yingling, uh, America's oldest craft brewery, uh, partnered with Molson Coors in a joint venture to start reaching more states. The first state they're expanding to is Texas. So, uh, since they are going to, Yingling is going to be brewed in Texas at the Miller facility, uh, the place that invented Miller Light, oddly enough, uh, they had to get the recipes over to them. That makes sense. Uh, yes. They keep their recipe in an old book that's all written in calligraphy, uh, and they decide to make a pretty fun little spectacle. Instead of just shooting an email or having a brewer go down, uh, they put it in a embossed wooden crate uh, with a, the, a vial of yeast for the beer and the book in that crate. Sealed it shut, loaded it into a Yingling branded armored truck, <laughs> drove it from Pennsylvania down to Dallas, Texas, um, with a police escort, and then drove it into the Molson Corps facility with two police motorcycles in front, two police motorcycles in back, and made a full little ceremony of passing it off, which this is also the first time, according to the article. That the recipe book has left the state of Pennsylvania. Damn. Which kind of surprised me because I know they have a brewery in Tampa. And I was like, did they just have the brewers train up there? There, they just sent a fucking email. No one gives a shit about Florida. (laughs) They didn't need to do all this, uh, uh, you know, this much pageantry. And also, and and also anymore, they're like, it's... it's barely a secret. It's pills and malt. It's it's pills and malt and lager yeast and Saz hops. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Cli- your, your your calligraphy to hide this uh, uh, secret not to, uh, not needed. I think Very- this was the original book. Their great grandfather wrote it in, and so that explains the calligraphy. Uh, 
but yeah. Uh, there's picture of them unloading it from the armored truck. So fun little fanfare that happened uh, right after our last episode, and so we're a little behind, but uh, figured it was still something just kind of light and fun to talk yes. about. <laughs> well, have the I'll I'll, I'll find. I'll try to find those uh, pictures and post them on our Instagram. It's something uh, uh, more fun than uh, <laughs> what has been gone on Instagram. Uh, uh, Tyler, you have anything else to add this week? Don't fuck up! I mean, at this point in time, it's... Uh, go for it. You know, I got nothing. I got stop nothing. Stop it! <laughs> I'll, stop it or don't. If you, you, it, it seems like a, there's a group of y'all, uh, uh, you motherfuckers, that are going to continue fucking up. Um... Regardless of please to stop fucking up. So, uh, uh, next time I will enjoy seeing uh, your dumbasses on the list. If you're not already, mm-hmm. there's a list now. And Jeremy's I, checking it twice, and I don't. I, and I don't have time to read it. Uh, 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 to to read it all and go down uh, 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 everybody who done fucked up. So we're just gonna make it an industry wide thing. Uh, <laughs> Um, you, you, you're, you're, you're all horrible until, uh, uh, until, uh, until I give further notice. <laughs> anyway, this has been It's All Beer. Um, if, uh, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, we have an email. You can get, uh, send us stories and, uh, uh, anything else you want us to talk about. Uh, it's all beer at gmail.com. Uh, on our Twitter feed, you can see the, uh, I post the stories we use to create this podcast. Uh, it's all beer one. Um, we have Instagram as well. Not nearly as interesting as uh, some Instagram uh, 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 this uh, this last couple of weeks, and not nearly as many followers. But um, but uh, uh, more up, uh, uh, but some more uplifting pictures um, if I ever remember to post them. Um, and that is at its all beer, and also on Facebook. And uh, if if you enjoyed this uh, podcast. Um, well, your <laughs> things you enjoy are different from mine, but I'm, I'm glad that you, you, you're listening to us and enjoying this. And if you are, uh, throw us a rating. Uh, let us know how we're doing because you know uh, uh, Tyler's will to live is, is is fading fast. I think he's like two more weddings away from just calling it. <laughs> I'm on the downhill slide. I only got three weddings left to go for this year. <laughs> Hanging, are they? Are they any, any, anywhere else where there's interesting beer? No, they're all here in the valley, so I don't have to travel anymore. Thank God. Oh fuck that then. Okay, well that'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna have a beer.